What is up, Bible baddies? It's your girl, Tom. And Audra. And we're doing John 7 through 9. Woohoo! But before we begin, I'm curious, Audra, how are your New Year's resolutions going? I am three months sober. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, And I guess praying for my enemies, but honestly, just praying overall for everything, like, I'm really trying to make prayer a huge priority in my life, and so that's going well, I feel like, you Heck know? Yeah. yeah. The non-alcoholic beers are good, too. <laughs> they be good. We were chugging them in Nashville. I'm like, they're, t- they're not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Do you feel, like, better physically, mentally? I think I feel better mentally, for sure. Um, I have a lot more... I think clarity, honestly, and I sleep better. So I also, Mm. this is weird. I went wacky with my 21 day fast and Mm -hmm. now I'm continuing it, but I gave up caffeine Mm -hmm. and I'm still off of that. And I had it for the first, well, I, you know, I had to have some on a road trip, (laughs) but, um, I drank some this weekend, dude, I was sweating. I felt like I was on crack. Like I was zipping Mm -hmm. around and I was like, I my tolerance is so gone for it mm-hmm. that I was like I don't think I can actually drink this anymore. Yeah. So um, yeah, That's so funny. sober and no caffeine. Who is she? I don't Who know. Is she. It's been going. It's fun though. What it's about a, you? Well, you giving up caffeine's a plus because you gave me all your good coffee. I did. I have another bag for you too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, my resolution, I'm honestly regretting the marathon. You're doing good though. <laughs> I run, but not past three miles. Hey, that's fine. It's still a start. And wait, so, isn't three miles like a 5k? That's a 5k. Yeah, it's a 5K. So, hey, baby steps for sure. 21 miles are in a marathon? I think it's 26. So you're like starting. <laughs> so I need that times like eight. <laughs> hey, I can't even I, run a mile. I don't think so. It's bad audra like i i don't know what i was thinking in the marathon truly but i run probably like three to four times a week yeah so every time i text you i feel like you're like i'm coming back from a run yeah I'm like, okay make me feel bad i walked <laughs> this past weekend i ran four miles and then i or i walked four miles and then ran it back oh good but in a weird way the walk kind of warmed me up for the run sometimes when i just go out and Is run it's harder word? i don't know <laughs> walk with me up for the run baby. <laughs> yeah but yeah we're getting that one but the um giving out bibles to the homeless people once yeah. a month is going great i went to dollar tree bought 12 little bibles and the first person i gave it to i was actually in the car in the car at a stoplight and there was a guy in the median and i was on the phone with my mom and i i don't know what came over me but i rolled down the window and I'm like, hey, come over here. And hey, what's your name? And I shake, like go out to shake his hand. And he's like, I'm Austin. I was like, I'm Dominique. I was like, is it okay if I pray over you right now? So unlike me. I've never done that in my entire life. So I'm I'm blown away by myself. <laughs> and mind you, I told my mom, hey, hold on, mom, a second. Like yeah. I have to do something. And she has no idea what I'm doing. So she's just listening through my car. And so I'm like... Dear Heavenly Father, you know, please bless Austin, guide him in his life. Honestly, I kind of blacked out a little. I don't know what else I said. And then afterwards, he said something really nice. And I was honestly really terrified because this is judgment. But on the outside, he had a bunch of face tattoos and Mm -hmm. he was really big. I knew like if he wanted to overtake me right now, he probably could. But uh, afterwards, he was just like, I'm so thankful for that. I'm glad to see the young people like you are getting into the word. And I was so 
surprised Mm -hmm. I I just wasn't expecting that and then I asked him I was like hey is it okay if I give you a bible and he's like yeah so then I gave him a bible and drove off and then my mom I I, like honestly forgot (laughs) she was (laughs) still connected to my car after everything and she goes oh my gosh Dom I just shed a little tear that was beautiful I was like isn't that crazy so it was a really really cool first bible handout yay we love it it was going good. good. At least one thing's going. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's maybe what is it? Forty days you'll be out of this trial, and then oh, you'll be like running like a champ. Hopefully, that's the goal. <laughs> but Bible baddies, if you haven't listened to the last episode, definitely give it a listen. Yes, thank you guys so much so far for the support on it. We just loved having Hannah on to tell her her story. We've gotten great feedback so far, and. Yeah. It's just been really awesome. It has been. I mean, people have been coming forward on Instagram, social mm-hmm. media and saying, hey, I have something similar. I have a similar, yeah. you know, my son, my daughter. So it's been really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and we always pray too. at least whoever needs to hear it. I always say if it's just one person, we're doing our job, yep. you know, whoever needs to hear it, let them hear. And so even today for this episode, just whoever needs to hear it. We hope it goes to the right ears. And it <laughs> will. God, God will provide it. So. Yes. I'm excited. Should we jump into seven? Yeah, let's Chapter go. Chapter seven? <clears throat> the let's holy come. number? That's my favorite number. Yeah. And it is. <laughs> I, I circle every seven that I see in the Bible. Yeah. I don't know. I think it is significant. I don't know why. I need to look it up. Seven days in the week. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. That was it. <laughs> seven spiritual gifts maybe uh what are of the spirit yeah what are they though people can Um, rattle them off peace patience kindness goodness goodness that's where i stop joy i don't think joy is one is it peace patience kindness goodness goodness. it's in galatians 5 22 (laughs) should i yeah let me flip to it yeah let's see we need okay me Galatians. Gosh darn it. I have like tabs on my Bible and so it gets a little hard to find things. You'd think it'd be easier. Galatians. Okay. Whip that open. I love that you know where it's at though. Wait. Joy. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I'm working on self-control Was right that now. seven? No, it was nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But- my friend like three years ago probably actually he sent me um a youtube video it was like two hours long though bro about like the significance of seven in the bible and i never watched it but anyway we're off topic john seven john seven (laughs) so this is where jesus where you're kind of introduced to his brothers i know it's been introduced before but his bu- brothers are basically saying, leave and go to Judea where your followers can see your miracles. You can't be famous if you hide like this. He's Jesus. He doesn't need the fame. In a way, it's showing doubt because they're saying, go where you'll be seen. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> it's like not in his character. Right. Yeah. He's a humble God. So I found verse four. I sat with verse four for a very long time. Still mm. am kind of, but for no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. And actually, so like I sat with that this weekend and what I got from it was a call to walk in your gift. Mm. So like no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. But then actually before you got here today, I was looking at it again 
And what I got was a call to be vulnerable. No Mm. one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. And for me, like to be known openly is to be vulnerable for me to like Mm. come and tell you how I'm feeling. And I just think that like, if like, if I were to be in secret and deal with my feelings and my emotions on my own. And like, there is a time and place to do so, but I, like community is so important to me. You guys will, you have heard me say it. You'll hear me say it continuously, mm-hmm. but you can't truly know me if you don't, if I don't allow myself to be vulnerable with you, you know? And right. I think it's just such a testament to like a good friendship, a good partnership, everything. And I don't know. So that's what I was thinking about actually, like literally right before you walked in, I was like, yeah. oh, maybe it's a call to be vulnerable. Like that's just what I got from that. I thought it was cool. Well, I think the more you're vulnerable, the more you'll be seen not from outside judgment. Yeah. From like what's truly in the soul. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like friendships and relationships, you don't get that deep connection unless both people peel down the layers. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. how many times have you asked someone, a question? you're like, how's it going? And they're like, good. I'm like, I'm like, great, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so your day's just been perfect, huh? Yeah. Okay, great. I guess there's no connection here. <laughs> You do not want to be known openly. Got it. Hurried. Over it. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's that's all I... <laughs> okay, well... I'm like, um, so also in verse 6, where it says, Jesus said to them, my time has not yet come, but your time is always here. I mean, I think there's so much meat in that. However, what I really focused on was my time. And I looked it up in commentary, and I guess... It's translated, and I didn't write it down, so maybe Greek, I'm not sure, but keros is mm. the word, and it means opportunity, and then it said sometime, something may be in God's will, but not yet in his timing, and I think mm. that that's so important to remember that when God puts stuff on our heart, it's in his will, and like we have a desire for that thing, but by our own flesh we will want it in our timing Mm. and so just it's such and I wrote that throughout this whole the three chapters that we read is that so many times God mentions it's not my time it's not my time or in my timing just made me think like so then why do we not believe God has the perfect hour for us as well like if Jesus can constantly sit and say like it's not my time. And he says it so confidently. Mm-hmm. Why, when we're walking through something, are we like, oh, like, it's not my time, really? It's yeah. like, no, it's not. Like, have, have like, peace of mind knowing, like, it's not my time. Right. It's not my time. Like, don't doubt. Yeah. Walk in faith. And because yeah. that's all Jesus did so many times he's like it's not my time well it goes back to the fruits of the spirit it's yeah. because we don't act we don't on those things we don't have patience <laughs> yeah we don't have peace with it mm-hmm. it's on my time i want to be in control i want yes. this job now i want this career i want this kid right mm-hmm. now not on god's time it will be done yes. right it's, it's it's in god's will it, it'll be written it'll be done mm-hmm. however not the right time right so you gotta trust his timing I know. his timing is perfect that is the only thing that's perfect yeah i feel like yeah and we don't even know it Mm -hmm. i don't know when we take things in our own hands how many things do we miss i believe strongly that you cannot miss what god has for you but Mm -hmm. you can delay it and when we 
take control. I don't know. We In our small group, we're reading um, Genesis right now, kind of, like going through it a little bit. And last night we were reading um, just about Sarai and Hagar and how Sarah, she takes it into her own hands, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just funny. And it's such a bad message for women because all the women take it into yeah, control. But like sure. control's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so like, we're like, oh, we, we know best, right? You mm-hmm. know, literally the saying, like mama knows best. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know (laughs) (laughs) even today so before the podcast i was at a coffee shop Mm -hmm. and i was sitting down reading the bible i was reading scripture trying to look at commentary just out in the open but wasn't talking to anyone and the girl next to me looks over and she has her headphones on and she said it's so refreshing to see someone reading that mm. yeah they, i kind of didn't even know what to say i was like oh yeah thanks and so i'm digging through my purse to find bible baddies stickers <laughs> and so i said hey like i actually have a podcast called bible baddies and my name's dominique and i introduced myself and i said and she's like oh it's kind of like bibles and beer and i was like in a way yeah like <laughs> we're open to that we like that but in a way it's just super laid back just us talking about god i said a lot of women bring on the testimony those are inspirational ones yeah. and she's like that's beautiful and she starts talking to me about how she came to austin mm-hmm. in her life and it's just like in that moment i knew this was a god moment yeah it was like div- divine intervention most people don't talk to each other anymore these days yeah. you know it's very rare and so even stuff like that i'm like this is a moment i don't want to miss this is god working together two people talking about him right. and i was not expecting that so I think those kind of moments are so cool. For real. Yes. Let's go. I love that. But turning back to <laughs> the message. Um, I think it's cool how humble Jesus is. In verse 16. Let's go. Jesus told them, my message is not my own. It comes from God who sent me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times I'm guilty of this. When I read the Bible, I'm like, oh, Jesus said it. It's, it's from Jesus. It, Jesus' word. But he's humble in the way where he's like, it's, it's all for my father. Yeah. I'm just kind of here. Right. But it's through him. My message is from him. Mm-hmm. Everything I'm saying is because of him. Yes. I wrote too in that, in 17 through 18, if anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teachings is from God or whether I am speaking on my own accord, which I think is really, or on my own authority, I'm sorry, but I think it's really cool that it's such a testament to know the word because in knowing your Bible and what's here, you then develop relationship with God. And that's when I think you are able to start determining the, was that my thought or God? You know, because you know scripture now, you know what's happening and God is building relationship with you so he can use you more. And so like it goes back to, to confusion is not from him. Mm -hmm. And so if you are sitting here thinking like, oh my gosh, like I don't know what to do. Like it's probably not from God, but maybe it is. And you just need to get in this more. You need to Mm -hmm. learn your scripture. You need to like go into it. But in 18 he says the one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory but the one who sees the glory of him who sent him is true and in him there is no falsehood and i think it just speaks to obedience just we are not for this world so like if you don't truly know truth if you just sit down and read your bible and you're like okay cool i read my bible and like you go off into the world and you're like i'm a christian i i read it it's like Mm. if you're not getting into the meat of it though if you're not retaining your information then you're not being truly obedient to god and you're doing it for your own glory to say 
oh, I read my Bible. Look at me. I'm a, I read my Bible. Like, can you tell me anything about what you just read? Did God speak to you in this? Do you feel like a better human after you've gotten yeah. into this? Mm-hmm. So it's just important to try and dissect yeah. it, you know, yeah. try to hear him. Absolutely. For sure. I, I'm skipping down to verse 21. Yeah, go. Where Jesus said, I did one miracle on the Sabbath and you were amazed. But you work on the Sabbath too when you obey Moses' law of circumcision. So we actually had a Bible baddie reach out. We posted an Instagram post that said God is working 24-7. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I we posted that post that said God worked 24-7. And a Bible baddie reached out to me and said, are you sure God works 24-7? He doesn't take the Sabbath off. And I thought about it because I was like, man does he take rest? (laughs) You know, like it's kind of called on us. Does he take rest? And then I messaged the person back and said, he does work 24 seven. And in that Jesus, right. He, he comes from the father. Mm -hmm. He's saying these are my words. They're from the father. Right. And he just said in verse 21, he did a miracle on the Sabbath. Therefore he is working on the Sabbath. He is always working. There's no stop and go. So I think it was a great question. Yeah. Like shout out to that body. I think it's, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to. Cause you imagine if God was like clocking out for the day. Right. <laughs> Not in the mood to deal with this. You need to yeah. figure it out right like now. Like all, do you, could you imagine what havoc would happen on the day that God took off? Oh yeah. It'd be haywire. <laughs> like would the Holy Spirit leave us for the day? Like, I don't even know. I don't know. That's wild to think about. Yeah, it is. Isn't that funny though? Yeah. It was a great question, but I had to think about it. I was like, hmm, what is a good crafted response? <laughs> I was like, no, Jesus worked on the Sabbath. Therefore, God's always working. He does yes. work on the Sabbath. Always. He's Can't, always working. He he's not clocking out on us. Right. <laughs> Go for it. I was just going to jump to 24. Yes. Do not judge by appearance, but judge with right judgment. And I thought it was really cool in commentary. It says the iconic image of justice has a a blindfold for this reason. It cannot see. You are not supposed to judge a book by its cover. And I mean, that's literally what we all do. I judge everything by the box, the book, the whatever, how the wind blows it, everything like, and it's just do not judge appearance, but judge with right judgment. And you have to know this to know right judgment. Mine's worded like, this it says look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly mm-hmm. and it kind of goes back to my new year's resolution where i gave the homeless person i was kind of terrified yeah. at first face tattoos he is three times my size he could easily why am i having these thoughts right his true soul was so thankful that i reached out and prayed yeah. over him you know but we're human and we're mm-hmm. fallen and we all we all judge on the surface right and it's so important to be vulnerable like you were saying and dive in to get to know the person yes and you know what's wild and i mean i think this is very much more spiritual when it's said but we're made in the like image of god Mm -hmm. so everybody is made in his image and i and like i said i think it's more spiritual but if you really do take it into consideration of like every living creature has something of god like who are we to judge God? Who are we to mm-hmm. judge that? We are called to love each other. We are brothers and sisters and mm-hmm. we are chosen. Everything is important, you know? Like something about me was good enough to be yeah, here today and something about everyone is. So why do we why do we pin ourselves against each other? It's just it's wrong and it's mm-hmm. sad and It is. 
I don't want to be judged. And I mean, I'm sure I know I judge people and I'm sorry. I don't mean to. Mm-hmm. But I try not to. <laughs> I'll just apologize for head for future people. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry that I'll judge you one day. <laughs> I also think, too, in our human defense, it's like a uh, survival mechanism. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably somewhere along the line, you, you have to be guarded yeah. with everyone, right? Yeah. Because we do live in this fallen world full of sin. So mm-hmm. you have to be on guard. You have to look on the outside. Mm-hmm. Are they? Do they look like me? Mm-hmm. Do they talk like me? Are they cool? You know, and in reality, it doesn't matter about that stuff. It's just right. what's in their soul and their heart. Right. I know for me too, like I have to check myself a lot. When So I used to actually, um, in Austin, there's a trail that goes around the lake that's in the center of the, or the river, I guess. Sometimes I would go on walks by myself and I would purposefully allow myself to get triggered by something like, oh, that girl's shorts like wow I can't believe she'd walk you know and I would check myself and I was like Audra why does that Mm -hmm. bother like why are you mad you know like chill out and I would it would end up coming down to an insecurity of my own like oh she looks great in those shorts and I wish I looked like that you know and I would do that to kind of train myself out of this self-deprecation that I have of myself Mm -hmm. but then also like stop judging that person stop judging that couple you know like all of these things went back to things that I just wanted for myself and I didn't have the motivation to do it or I just didn't have it yet. And that was really good for my mental. I know it kind of sounds bad because you're like kind of, I'm outwardly putting myself through that, but it was to teach myself. And I would pray like, Hey God, like, thank you for letting me see that and Mm -hmm. keep, keep checking me. Like, let's go bring on someone else that I can feel this way and let's correct this behavior. Yeah, That's good. I think that's, true too that a lot of things in the bible a lot of stories god's correcting behaviors bad behaviors not out of like judgment or condemnation but more so out of love Mm -hmm. more so than anything yeah thanks for being vulnerable on that (laughs) because no like a lot of people no one wants to admit that but everyone does it yeah and that's just the truth you know people want to act like they're righteous and they don't do stuff like that but everyone has and everyone probably will in the future right you have to repent and like try to do better tomorrow yeah. <laughs> and move on next yeah. time you're like you look good in those shorts girl yes <laughs> and i think like- it really has helped me so much because like now i look at people and i really do get joy out of watching people do things be mm-hmm. themselves and stuff i'm like ah oh, go off like that's awesome but that's just it comes from correcting my behavior my bad behavior you know like <sighs> yeah it's hard it's at least the beautiful thing is we can all recognize it mm-hmm. at least some of us i don't know but <laughs> we can recognize it and repent about it and move on yeah and be like i need to be better this time yeah can not let myself stoop to that level yeah but we've definitely all been there what do you think about all the people questioning if jesus is a messiah a lot i think actually i thought about it i feel like people either loved him or hated him well like there was almost no in between i think it's crazy because even if there's no in between there's still one or the other which i find comical kind of because it just goes to show like jesus is truly the most famous person that's ever existed like mm-hmm. everyone knows about him whether Absolutely. you hate him or you love him mm-hmm. you're thinking about him to some degree and i just think that man no no bad press is or no good what's the saying like no bad press is press um no I get the gist of what you're trying to say, but I have no idea what that is. Like, no press is bad, but any press is good. Like, bad press is good. Yeah. Something, I don't know. I know what you're yeah, Something like that. I know yeah, what you're trying like, to say. Like, Jesus was the first one that had that. He was the OG bad press is good press because you know me. 
you love to so hate even me. If, yeah. You love to hate me. Alicia, know me. Yeah. You can hate me all you want, but you know me. <laughs> I win. <laughs> um, in verses, in verse 28, though, where it says, Yes, Jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple, you know me and you know where I come from, but I have not come from my own accord. He who sent me is true and him you do not know. I know him for I come from him and he sent me. And I just wrote down like a question beside my notes, but I wrote, we too are made by God's hand and chosen by him. So why do we walk in fear and doubt so often? Mm. Like God jesus comes in the flesh and is saying like i was chosen by him i'm his creation and like he just walked so confidently and in Mm -hmm. his authority of like this is who god says i am you know like it this is who god says i am and jesus comes here and he just lives that out and so how many songs how much scripture does it say like know who god says you are who does god say you are you know and that's when you start walking in your authority and in your own confidence and who does God say that I am? I I am chosen. What yeah. am I doing? Why do I not have the same confidence that Jesus has? Jesus walks into a room of people that do not love him, that hate him. And mm-hmm. he's like, I know who I am. Yeah. But yet we're not that confident. We can and we're this like we're yep. not the same. Correct my words, you know, like we're not <laughs> Jesus. I get that. But like we are created by the same hand. Absolutely. On purpose. Absolutely. Where the heck's my confidence? Right. And Jesus is new, his will to be done. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to have peace and comfort in the will as to why we're here right. on earth and why the father created us mm-hmm. and the path moving forward. Have you ever asked God the question, who, who, who do you see me as? No. I did it once. I don't know who told me or what, I, what blog I read or something, but they said, have you ever asked Jesus what he, how he sees you? Mm. And I did. And I... I think I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. It okay. kind of flooded me in my thoughts. And it wasn't it wasn't about my career and the earthly things yeah. and what I drive and where I live. It was more, hey, I put you here to be a warrior. Mm-hmm. And he played back a lot of my trials and testimonies in my life. And I knew, okay, I'm here, I'm here to fight a lot of good fights. Yeah. And if that's my sole purpose, that's my sole purpose. Yeah. I have a lot of peace in that. Cause I was like, okay. If I have to go through it for your glory, let's go. Right. But I never really thought of it like that before. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Warrior for God. Um, you should try it. And then let me next episode, tell us all what you got. <laughs> Be like, so what does God think of what is like, God thinking? You are too emotional. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I'm just kidding. No. You would not. I walk in confidence. <laughs> You would not. I bet you you'd be surprised. I think I already have an idea of what he would say. Uh, I mean, I think that, yeah, I I feel like I've always given myself a lot of crap for being as emotional as I can be. But I think recently I've really been walking in that of it's okay. And it's who I'm called to be. Absolutely. If you're uncomfortable by it. I'm not going (laughs) to change. I've tried. (laughs) I'm still going to cry. I'm still going to (laughs) cry. I love it. Oh, whatever man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i think uh verse 31 is funny because 
It says, many among the crowds at the temple believed in him. After all, they said, would you expect the Messiah to do more miraculous signs than this man has done? Which, like, is such a solid point. Yeah. It, it literally goes into who has done more miracles than Jesus? Yeah. Who has taught him more insight? Who has taught more authority, more love, more sacrifice than Jesus? Suffering than Jesus? Atonement for our sins than Jesus? present greater than jesus uh change more lives than jesus free more addictions than jesus andra how come jesus didn't wear any chains he broke them all he breaks them has any man broke a chain no not only jesus (laughs) who restores more marriages than jesus jesus no one who gives you more the most comfort no one but jesus who's changed your life jesus my lord (laughs) i feel like this is as close to a cheerleader as you'll ever get (laughs) pretty much (laughs) yes but yes when you thought we were gonna start (laughs) it's so true though like look around no one's doing what he's doing no and they're all it's crazy too because these people in those times are expecting a you know this prophet they're expecting jesus but yet they still deny him yeah he's healed he just healed a blind man like what are are we doing (laughs) you're not doing it (laughs) right in my notes on in chapter eight we'll get there but i literally wrote the amount of times jesus has to repeat himself i mean come on i would be so annoyed i literally wrote like come on everybody's like wow he just did something i don't believe it i mean if i think i saw one miracle i'd be like dang yeah okay that's crazy right that's probably jesus right i mean wild I know what I just saw. But people are just like, I'm ah, probably just a prophet or something. <laughs> right. Like, okay, so everyone's doing miracles around this time? No. Right. <laughs> Dude, and they talk so much too about how like people talk about his stuff, but then they're scared. And I just wrote too like fear in the wrong thing. Like I wrote mm. that so many times throughout these three chapters. I was getting so irritated. I think this is actually the first time I've read John where I've actually gotten irritated with the people because I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, and then right. they're like, oh, Jesus did something, but I'm scared. Just, I'm scared. I'm like, what? Yeah. What are you scared of? And I just think it's such a testament in our lives today. If you fear the wrong thing, you are, you do not stand for anything. You yeah. will like, you're, you're lost on you're him. done. Well, I think what's wild is, while they're questioning if Jesus is the Messiah, there's so much division and unbelief in that. What's crazy about it is their their whole reason and rationale that he's not the Messiah is because he doesn't come from the line of David, the village where he was born and of this, he would be known and he would, I think I'm going off of verse 42, by the way. Okay. But he must basically, how I kind of portray is rich and of this high stature like King David. And what's crazy is that they just got to know him, kind of picking back, looking beneath the surface so they can judge correctly. Verse 24, mm-hmm. if they truly got to know him, they would know the truth. I think they're talking about Galilee. Like, they're like, why would he? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he can't be the will. How could he come from Galilee? Like, there's so much judgment in that. But if they just got to truly know him, they would know he was born in Bethlehem, not Galilee. He's right. not from Galilee. Yeah, he visits there. Yeah. But he's not from there. And they just don't care to look beneath the surface in him. Well, and actually on that note, there are two prophets from Galilee, Elijah oh. and Jonah. So it says that. in commentary, their contempt for Galilee made them use lose sight of historical accuracy. 
because they crazy? didn't they didn't and that's that's what happens like how much of our brain like look at us getting so hyped on this what we didn't even have like stuff to talk about i feel like <laughs> but like how much stuff do we involve ourselves in today where we basically develop an idol almost or a belief in it so much that it manipulates our mindset Mm -hmm. and our brains to be like that didn't actually happen or i don't believe that that did so here's my truth my truth like oh my truth you will lose so much accuracy because you're making the world revolve around you exactly and it doesn't revolve around you it revolves around god actually i think on a higher level sometimes i think we're so dumb because yes if you really think it revolves around you then why is the sun still coming up right why don't you stop it then right why why don't you stop the wind from blowing today Mm -hmm. you don't control the weather if you think the whole world truly revolves around you and your opinion and what you think then why are all these things happening right because you're not in control no there's a way higher being and his name is god Mm -hmm. hello hello (laughs) this is what we're trying to tell you this whole time jeez Oh, man. What do you think about the woman that got caught in adultery? You know what I read just to nerd out for a second? Yeah. Because uh, my Bible says the most ancient Greek manuscripts don't include John 7, 53 through 8, 11. Yeah. And I was like, why? Where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. So I did a deep dive. Yeah, <laughs> tell I'm me. Just I like, didn't. Why was eight, the woman caught in adultery? Not, And they seem to think that it's not part of the original text from John because they use different uh text and linguistics mm. so it was most likely added in after because there's a different tone they knew okay this is how john writes or this is oh. how john speaks and so most manuscripts don't have it because it wasn't the right vernacular basically weird so it was kind of added in afterwards is what most uh scholars think so they just threw it why didn't they make it its own book i wonder i don't know it probably because it wasn't enough it's so little but uh, ruth is like tiny too Ruth is tiny yeah. and jude i think is little Jonah's kind of little too. It's like a page or two. Maybe it's Jonah, not Jude. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. The Bible's so interesting how it was constructed. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, but yeah, no, I thought this was a great, I thought this was great. I thought there was so much meaning in it. Honestly, I wrote before I dove into commentary, I just wrote humans will always point a finger before they look in the mirror. I think it's so easy to be flawed, but then try to, you know, a scapegoat, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Like find someone who's a little bit more flawed and be like, yeah, I'm bad, but look at them. Yeah, You know, like, and even if you don't know that person, you know, like, oh, I don't know anything, anything. I, oh yeah. Like I'm not great financially, but I'm not homeless. Like, so there, but I could be worse, you know? And it's like, that's not my journey, you know? Like, that doesn't give me an, an excuse to not try to be financially better, you know? Right. Just because I'm not homeless doesn't mean I can still go off and spend whatever I want and, like, get further and further in debt. It's like, no, correct your behavior. Be better, you know? Right. Like, but it's just to kind of take that off of us. Like, yeah. Oh. It's like self-righteous judgment. Oh, yeah. We want to judge everyone else but ourselves, mm-hmm. and we can't look inward. So mm-hmm. I'm just casting judgment. Oh, how dare you, adulterer? Right. Yes, I'm gonna stone you. Meanwhile, you sinned. Right, you beat. May like, not be the yeah, same sin. I'm sure. But- like, the, oh, these men bring this woman out, and they're like adulterer. It's like, how many of you guys wish she was doing you instead? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, call it like it is. Oh I God. mean, come on. Yeah. In verse six, it says this. They said to test him that they might have some change to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first one to throw a stone. 
And I know that the the stone part is like where the conviction sits, but I do want to touch on where it says like Jesus bent down. Bending down, Jesus is going down to her level. Um, he did it like he first did it to not react immediately, which I think is like such a good message because I am a very reactive person in my emotion. And so like the fact that Jesus kind of bends down and takes a moment just shows his character. And then it says he bent down to show humility. He did what he could to identify with the woman, care for her and ease embarrassment. So like he got down on her level and then said, to whom is without sin can mm. throw the first stone, you know? She was probably, like, on the ground. Yeah. About to get, like, like laying down. Right. I imagine they down. probably threw her. Like, yeah. yeah. What do you think? I think there's some kind of significance, too, in the dust. So, Do I you look, think I'm grasping? No. I mean, there could be. I kind of tried to read commentary about it. There wasn't much. See, there was nothing, but I thought about, because my Bible says he, he wrote in the dust mm-hmm. so i'm always curious what did he write yeah what was he doing was he thinking on it but then i realized didn't adam come from dust yeah he came from the ground yeah so i was like maybe there's significance also in that action mm-hmm. i'm always trying i'm always curious okay what is the what is this action why is jesus mm-hmm. writing in the dust and i think to it i know i'm skipping ahead but okay. uh like even how he healed the blind man with with dirt Mm -hmm. it's like the grimiest thing that we step on and Mm -hmm. we don't think of but Mm -hmm. it has like a lot of importance in the bible yeah and i don't know why i'm just i think i'm grasping at something Mm -hmm. i think i'm onto something (laughs) but i'm not completing it but i'm like there's got to be significance in the ground and dust he made adam from dust and now he's writing in it Mm -hmm. he goes on to heal a blind man with his dust and his spit Mm -hmm. there's got to be some kind of significance to just the simple dirt yeah but i don't know what it is (laughs) yeah i mean i would lean into that and pray on it i i don't know i don't know either i thought it was interesting though too like about like the bending down because i was thinking about when you talk to a child like Mm. when you're kind of disciplining them i just know for me if i've ever had to like be like hey you know like i get down to their level Mm -hmm. and it's to take the intimidation away almost and i think that that's like kind of a sweet thing that god got down to her level to like take that away like he's another man like these men are coming and throwing her right and like he could have been like another man like being a just a boisterous volume voluminous voluminous i don't know whatever (laughs) but like loud voice and he gets down to her level and just speaks like smoothly i just think that's really cool i think there's a lot of hidden language and body language how how people act if you're gonna stand there in authority he didn't stand there in authority and said that Mm -hmm. he bent down to her to show empathy and compassion right right he identified with her yep and i just think that that's such a testament too to like what god is doing in our lives he has walked every step that we have and will and so when we come to him with any challenge he first identifies with us And he says like, hey, I've been there. If you lean on me and you trust me, I will get us through this, you know, because Mm -hmm. I've been there and I know how. And that's something that I struggle with all the time. Like I go to God, then I call my friend (laughs) and I'm like, what should I do? And, you know, so just like sitting in him. But yeah, I really did like that, that little clip it. Yeah. It happened at the Mount of Olives too. Yeah. It's a cute little place. A cute, cute little place with olive trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in I Am the Light of the World, I liked how in 
15, you judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Mm. And for me, I don't know if this is right, y'all, but what I got out of that was Jesus in the flesh is stating how the flesh cannot judge who it like, mm. and he's in the flesh, so he will not. And then it says, yet, even if I do judge, my judgment is true. So he's saying like, because I'm in the flesh and I'm walking and identifying with you guys, I cannot judge. But then he's saying like, I am still God though. So if I wanted to, I could. Yeah, that's really good. I thought that was like kind of, that's just what spoke to me in that. Like yeah. truly he's saying the flesh cannot, like we have, like even if, even if we're judging, you know, it's good. Like we have no authority Yeah, in that. I, all I wrote was only God can truly judge. <laughs> you know the saying like only God can judge. Yeah. It's true. Jesus yeah. is humbling himself and saying I can't even judge here in the flesh. Only my father. Yes. I think it's actually really interesting the way we've broken up these chapters for these episodes <laughs> because all of like I, I just feel like the three books or the chapters that we go through kind of all have a same like last week was the daily bread. And now this one is like kind of on judgment, like these yeah. three chapters and like they weren't planned, y'all. This is God. It was God. Working in the flesh. Ours. Our flesh. Oh, our flesh. <laughs> I think for the rest of the chapter, what did you think? I Well, this is where I wrote like the amount of times Jesus has to repeat himself. Yeah. I and just get so annoyed. Yeah. I mean, um, they called him a Samaritan devil. They're like, you devil. Yes. Because he's he's hitting them with facts and they can't handle it. I, I literally wrote the best, the ultimate challenger. Yeah. Because Jesus is just going on. He's saying, if God were your father, would you love me? Because I have come to you from God. He, he's just saying, he's, he's bringing Abraham in it. Mm-hmm. If you're truly my disciples, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I mean, he just, he's giving them straight facts and they can't handle it. Yeah. Like, you devil. What yeah. What do you mean? Because they don't know what else to say. Yeah. I wrote, if you're born again, it will show in your works. Like where he says, I speak of what I have seen with my father and you do what you have heard from your father. And just we're raised by our parents. And so our parents are also living this life for the first time. So they're doing the best they can, you know, mm-hmm. but if they're not walking in their in their faith, it will be very hard for you to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So that then like you have to make the choice to die to your flesh and be born again. And that is when it will truly show, you yeah. know, like your spiritual like parenting is from the father and not from the flesh. I <laughs> Jumping up though, I wrote um, in 29... 28 whatever at the very end it says i do nothing on my own authority but speak just as the father taught me and i put i aspire <laughs> i want to do that one day i just hope that i can do that one day i knew nothing on my own accord like what get real like i i aspire i aspire <laughs> all right well i want to jump into the blind man go i i like i'm obsessed with nine so basically the story in nine there is a blind man who is known in his village. Jesus comes in and he heals a blind man. Verse six. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Salome. Salome means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. And so there's incredible miracles happening. I believe it happened on the Sabbath as well. So it was on the Sabbath, but I think what's crucial is verse three. 
It says, it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus Mm -hmm. answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. That is just so powerful. And I know, like, even me, for example, having type 1 diabetes, I thought, well, I must have done something to deserve this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something we always ask. Well, I, I must have done something bad or I must have sinned and Jesus is trying to teach me a lesson. And in this story, in this statement, it's absolutely not right like the disease out there the ailments the issues the cancer they're not due to sin or anything you did wrong it's so that the power of god could be seen in you Mm -hmm. through you working through sin at the end of the day we live in a fallen world and these things happen however god is working in you through you i mean we're reading about this guy's miracle yeah thousands of years later Mm -hmm. it just goes to show the beauty of something so bad can be turned good and no it's not because you sinned or you're a bad person It's because we live in this fallen world yeah i mean that's what even in the last episode hannah said the heart forms at eight weeks and so she was like the heart was already and like her mind just spiraled like what did i do in those first eight weeks right nothing nothing you did nothing wrong you, you did nothing it, it this didn't happen because of anything you did yeah not because of any of your sins not because of any of your husband's sins nothing to do with that right it's truly walking in such obedience and faith it's hard i cannot imagine like the walks that the two of you have walked and it is being used and i've seen i've heard your story you know and i've Mm -hmm. seen the good that it's brought it's just wild that you can think that like god is not present in that you know and it sucks like god and that's why i say like you know the cliche saying of like he oh he didn't say this walk was going to be easy you know he just said it'd be worth it and if you really change your perspective and not think like why is he doing this to me it's like first of all it's not about you we've just talked about that you know it's about him Mm -hmm. and it's about his glory and what he's going to do with you and honestly what an honor really like people might get annoyed with me for saying this because again i'm not walking in the feet the footsteps that they are but like what an honor that God deems you so strong to be yeah. able to carry such a burden. It's so true. And that's a mindset shift. Yeah. Like, wow, God, you knew I was strong enough to handle yes. all these trials. He knows. I mean, I know. I see I see Hannah every day walking mm-hmm. in faith. Yes. I know she's strong enough to go through this right. trial. And you see the, the fruits of the spirit through her. Like, she is joyful. She mm-hmm. laughs. Like, you laugh, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we have so much fun together. And yeah. you could literally have sat there and been like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to play soccer again. I'm never going to do this again. Like, I'm never going to, whatever. People don't understand me. They don't know what I'm going through. Like, what a sad world to live in with that right. mindset. Right. Well, think about it. Even the little boy growing up, probably asking his mom, why am I blind? Right. Why Why is this happening? And she probably never even had a good answer for mm-hmm. it. Jesus truly explains in this passage that it's because God wants to work in and through you, even in this. Yes. Even in this bad thing, he is working on you and through you, and he's showing other people through you. Yes. And it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It truly is. And honestly, just reading this, it gives me so much peace and everything. Yeah. I do want to take a minute to be sensitive to people because I understand that this is a hard topic and people people are like, wow, it's easy for you to say that you're not walking through what I'm walking through. And Mm -hmm. and I do understand that. But I do think that because I'm thinking too, like, what if somebody is, I've been walking this life for 50 years and no miracle has happened. I think truly the work of God is in how you handle your circumstance. Yeah. 
if you can find joy in what you've been walking through no matter what and not like do not let the enemy win like you sitting there saying woe is me this is my life like and cursing god for what you're going through that is the enemy winning And he's going to keep you there. And the more energy you give to that negativity, the stronger he's going to get in your life. And so you have to shift your mind and say, Lord, I got to wake up today. I know this is such a burden, but I know you're carrying it with me. Mm -hmm. And like, you know that I'm strong and I can pull through this. And like, today's a new day and we're going to keep going. Like, I know there are people in this world who are blind today and they continue to live their life. Like they can't see anything. Could you imagine a world where you cannot see what a, like, it's just such a mind shift to the people that can, because praise God that I like, that's not my burden. But then like, look at those people who are still doing like, man, like I sit like, even in my not brokenness in that way, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I can be so upset in life, but I'm like that person is still going about their business, doing everything that they're like having a great day. And I'm over here complaining about what, right. you know, it, it's a mind shift on both ends. It, it really is. And to that point too, of wow, God knows we're strong enough for these things. I think it's important too, when it comes to judgment mm-hmm. is that I look at other people and I know I'm not strong enough to walk a day in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And I've had people tell me, Hey, I'm not strong enough to walk a day in yours. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd be strong enough for certain things in this life. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things that would break me mm-hmm. and vice versa. You know, that's the importance of judgment. You don't know that person's shoes that they're walking in. Right. You have no idea. I think it's just a testament to like, we were all created to work together. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of our journeys and are different but they were all meant to coexist together. So we were all like, we can all find gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, like, sure, I might be going through a bad day and you might be going through a bad life. And I don't know, you know, but when we can be vulnerable and talk about them and like Mm -hmm. not hide our works, but be open about them, you create this beautiful connection and you can start feeding off of each other's positivity. I want to support you in this. Like when you have people rallying around, like what's going wrong in your life, man, that is so that's such a blessing like when you're not doing Mm -hmm. it on your own no it is the best way christians can lead an example is during their trial or their disease or their cancer or their ailment if they still show that joy and endurance with it they are truly shedding the light of god yes and that's even it's crazy even the girl at the coffee shop i'm circling all the way back to that but she said you just sitting here reading your bible you're shedding the light Mm -hmm. And it just reminded me, she doesn't know my story. She doesn't yeah. even know who I am, but just simple acts of showing joy and endurance in God and, and doing that inspires so many people. So imagine people know your story because you're vulnerable and you're out there being joyful mm-hmm. with it. Yep. Because you've got the Holy Spirit running through you. Yep. Running through your veins. It's it's truly so beautiful to see. Yes. To like let go of the shame and guilt or mm-hmm. whatever you're going through and just like the just insecurity be, of it. Yeah yeah man just be just be present and joyful yep that's when you truly like this the scripture that says you know where jesus says like come with me like my my burden is heavy my Mm. burden is light there's something else in that but it's probably both the same depending on the translation of the bible my burden is light (laughs) but anyway like when you give it to god it gets lighter it does get lighter yeah 
I think it's cool too how it piggybacks on spiritual blindness. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah, if we're going to jump all the way down to 31, I really like that. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. And I just Mm. wrote life before being a believer, just as a side note. And I think like before I found Christ, I don't know how many times I would say like, where are you, God? Like, why did you Mm. do this? You know, but I was never taking the time to seek him. I was never taking, I just expected him to provide in whatever way I expected, whatever way Mm -hmm. I felt I deserved. And when that wasn't happening, then I cast blame on him. Mm -hmm. And now becoming a believer where it says, if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. I just truly have such a different perspective of the Lord now. And things do not always go my way. My life is not perfect. It's actually much harder now that I'm a Christian, but (laughs) like the convictions are there, but I feel God and I know he's listening to me and it's such a peace of mind. And I, I just know that like, I'm never alone, you Mm -hmm. know, even when I feel like I am in this world, like God is still with me. Mm -hmm. And before him, when I would feel alone, I would feel alone. Mm-hmm. God, like God is just so good. He is so good. I also heard recently somebody said, because I know I always say a lot, we're all sinners. But someone said, I said that to someone recently and he said, no, you're a Christian who sins. And I liked that mind shift because instead of saying like, I'm a sinner that's Christian, I'm a Christian that sins. And it, it puts God first not Mm. like not the evil version like the sin yeah i think that's a good point too i you know what i thought today on the car ride over Mm -hmm. i think sometimes as christians we give the enemy too much credit yeah like i almost get sick and tired of hearing oh the enemy the enemy yeah a part of me is like why are we even talking about him right no one compared to my god right yeah that one inconvenience sure quote the enemy but don't even give him that credit yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, like kind of stirs me up a bit yeah where i'm i'm even catching myself because i used to say it a lot and i'm like mm-hmm. no screw that yeah and like when you're walking in your authority the enemy flees you yeah. know so like yes sometimes like i fell in a lake and i blamed that enemy hard you know right, <laughs> i was like right. what the heck but like i look back at that and i'm like like I've told you so many times, like I was laughing through that. Like <laughs> though, like sure that happened, that sucked, but like God was there right. and I had, I had joy in it. Like right. whatever it was, it was very inconvenient and whatever, but God, like you can't let the enemy win. You can't right. let him steal your joy. Right. He, he will take it. You give him, like he is the best bully. And when you get, mm-hmm. when he gets a rise out of you, oh, you're his favorite victim. Right. So that's why I'm shifting my mind of I'm not even giving the credit. Yeah. This little slight inconvenience is just a slight inconvenience. Right. And I'm moving on. I'm not going to challenge him, though. Don't challenge him. (laughs) Don't even bring him up. You are nobody. Yeah. In Jesus' name, get out of (laughs) here. Yes. I mean, I I think like you think you do it now, too, but... I remember the first time I read, well, I read this book called The Three R's by Amy Sever, I think is her last name. Very good book. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend. Um, But it just really talks about the spiritual warfare. And she said, like, you, as much as we pray to the Lord, like, when we start falling into, like, our mental, like, 
or our mental attacking us or anything, mm-hmm. you know, like you have to outwardly rebuke the enemy. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I did it and I was like, I rebuke you, Satan. Like, I <laughs> so weird almost you're like what like am i going crazy like is this the kind of christian i am now you know but like yes it is and when i start feeling weak i rebuke you satan in the lord's name like you have no authority here get out like if i cannot sleep if i start feeling like weird i rebuke whatever is in this space whatever is stealing my peace like you have no authority here and like that is truly walking in your authority. You have power, guys. Mm-hmm. Like God gave you power. Yeah. You, you like your words mean something. They have power. So right. use them and use them for good and use yes. them to say like you do not belong here. Get yes. out. My Lord, my he- like my heavenly Father loves me and he is present and you have no right to be here. And yep. the enemy flees. Should we pray we out? We could probably come. Okay. Your turn. Is it really? Well, I prayed on Hannah's. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you so much for guiding us through today's podcast. I want to thank you so much for the incredible response for Hannah. We just continue to pray over her little blessing and that in Jesus' name, her heart will have a complete heart full of joy, full of laughter. Cannot wait to meet her. And Jesus, I just want to thank you for showing us an incredible miracle today and that we don't end up blind in our spirit and that we have an open eye to you and i just ask you that this week is incredible for the bible baddies i just ask you to pray over all of them and answer their prayers and in jesus name amen amen